Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. Wishes hey, goes. everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. All the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. You know, dude, I myself dabbled in pacifism at one point. Not in Nam, of course. And on the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. No, 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 I heard you. You said a bunch of words. <laughs> my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, fish in a barrel, my man. Town's the fish, people are the barrel. <laughs> fish in a barrel. Welcome to Plotty Time. Damn. Uh, so, again, nothing for the crevice. We nailed it, 100%. Yeah, that game we did last week. <laughs> it was a good one. That was a good one, and wow. The park? Was the park last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was all right. Oh, was that it? Wow. Okay, yeah. Feels like yeah. it's so long ago. <laughs> well, usually, because I always say when we have nothing to, to say and, and the crevice, we nailed it, and I have no notes, I usually write down what game we talked about. Because then time. I look I look like an asshole if I forgot what game we just recorded. Like, who would do that, right? Yeah. Forget about the game no, we, we just never did last did. week. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have it written down this week. But let's just move right into our favorite segment. What are you playing, watching, doing? What are you up to, Dr. Scientist? Well, I finally did it and started Disco Elysium. Oh, you did it? You mm. had like a block of time to get into it? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. I found out I'm a communist, apparently. But What, do you take a test? No, there's there's trophies for like giving certain answers to talking to people. Oh. And there's no. a, in the game, there's like a, a dock worker's strike. So I guess I agreed with the strikers too much, and now everybody thinks I'm a communist. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. When I was watching like uh, the gameplay, because I I didn't know anything about it until that news came out. It was like it was banned in Australia. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the gameplay, it was definitely giving me like Fallout One, Fallout Two vibes. It's kind of like that, yeah. I mean, just like kind of the setting, but mostly like the presentation. Like it looks like it's built like one of those types of games. Yeah. Well, the setting's probably more closer to our time and technology but yeah, i don't even okay. know what the hell it is and i don't know how they figure out the randomness but i seem to fail everything i have a 90 percent chance at and seem to succeed at everything i have a three percent chance at but whatever that's the way that's the way them dice rolls maybe those percentages are percent you'll fail oh you think like the opposite well the stuff i'm better at <laughs> yeah, is the higher percentages of <laughs> passing but it's like in like in Fallout, you put all your your points into melee. Yeah, and then you go to melee someone, and you take seven thousand shots and can't kill them. It's actually a lot more like I don't know if you ever played it, Papa Scotch, but it's like um, XCOM. Oh, nice. Where's like I never played it. No, ninety five percent chance of hitting, and then you miss all three shots. That happens all the <laughs> time. All the time. <laughs> Every I, I don't. Even, it's amazing. Like statistically impossible mm-hmm. amount of times this happens. Yeah. But I did that, and then I watched some stuff. I watched. I finally got around to watching the entire new Love, Death, and Robots. <laughs> I completely forgot that was out. It was like a total of 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be long, and it wasn't nearly as good as the first one. Right? That's what I thought. But I did like the one with the, the machine that was trying to kill the lady. Oh, yeah. That was good. a really Well, that's good the beauty about those, like, Love, Death, and Robots is they're all, you know, between what, like, Eight and 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, these might even be shorter than that. Yeah, there was like a three-minute one. Would you recommend it? Because I haven't seen the second season. I, uh, I love the first one. You could. It's only like 40 minutes long to yeah, watch. Yeah, you can watch episodes. it taking a shit or two. Okay, <laughs> so just 
Just if say, you like the first it. season, you'll think this one's all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna come back next week. It was all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, same, you guys exactly. It. So, uh, and more importantly, I watched the first episode of Loki. Loki. Ooh, what'd you think? Uh, it's really good. It's the best one of the, the shows so far. He says that for every really. Movie. It, had, <laughs> it has Owen Wilson in it. So, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, now you're not I laughing. Think I might be sold. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I haven't got to that yet, but I've I've heard good things about Loki. Yeah, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is all right, but Loki is. I mean, I've only seen one episode, but is it's it, is it weekly or do they drop them all at one every time? Wednesday? Well, I'll see it in what eight weeks. Yeah, I'll something, check it yeah out. something like that. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's. I mean, as long as you've seen the Avengers movies, you'll understand what's going on. But Wait, does it take place at a certain... Well, obviously it takes place at a certain period of time. But is it like in between <laughs> adventure setups? Or is it like taking place, I guess, no, for lack of a better uh, word, now? No, you're completely wrong. I asked an either-or question. It's on a time frame outside of anything that's ever happened. Yes, you're exactly right. <laughs> it's amazing that Chumslap is the one that got that. No, remember in the Endgame movie when they go back in time? Yeah. And they steal the Tesseract, yes. and Loki picks it up and disappears. Oh. It's Vaguely, that, yes. It's what happens to him after that. Okay, so it's taking place sort of during Endgame. Yes, but it also never really happened. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I like how they did that. Yeah. And then I watched the movies. Just a couple. Just a few? Uh, There's one called We Are Still Here. It's about. I think I saw that. It's about a family who they their kid dies, so they move to this house, and it's like all creepy, and there's ghosts in the basement. Okay. And, and the town's like. Is that um? That's not an American movie, is it? Uh, it very well could be. I don't know. I don't see nobody that you nationalities in it. No, it's <laughs> it's definitely not a famous movie. It doesn't have a lot of big uh, people in it. But can you hear nationalities? No. Is it? For- Maybe I'm thinking of another one. There was there was one I saw, which was a, uh, I think it was a New Zealand film or an Australian film. Uh, this very well, This one's set in Massachusetts. Oh, oh okay. So there you go. Because they talk about Essex County in Boston. So, is it newer or older? Uh, fairly newer. Maybe even last year. We're still here. We are still here. Yeah. I could picture the cover of it, but it it well. Yeah, in cold, wintry fields of New England, a lonely old house wakes up every 30 years to demand a sacrifice. Oh, oh okay. So it's From 2015. It's a house ghost. Sort of, yeah. It was all right. All no, right. I don't think I saw... Uh, all right, okay. Gave an all right. And then speaking of famous people in movies, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Green Room. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, it was good, but... It was kind of pointless. But. Is that with the Nazis and the punk? Yeah. Band? Okay. Yeah. Patrick Stewart is awesome in it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, he well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except he drops the end bomb. But <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it was really weird seeing him as a skinhead, wasn't it? Yeah. But it, when he said when he said the N word, I was like, "Whoa, Patrick, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Gonna get himself canceled." Yeah. I know it's part of the script, but come on, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again nah but it's at least worth the time put in I guess yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw it once I enjoyed it maybe I'll watch it 15 years from now when I forget everything about the movie maybe maybe 
but it's it's like it's like an art film where I watch, I enjoy it, I appreciate it, and you know, move on and yeah, exactly. Never probably watch it again. But that was all me. That was all I did. What about you, Papa Scotch? What'd you play? Watch? Whatever. Hey, what are you doing? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, going again with the tradition of watching something well after you guys did. Nice. Ooh. Watched Ghost Team One. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I enjoyed it. I thought his friend was pretty darn funny <laughs> for for most of it, and the way he just like every time he got caught in a lie or someone very clearly revealed his follies or dumb ways, he always had a very quick response or rationalization or <laughs> or joke or whatever. Or yeah. like, you're making a big deal. It was great. He was great. <laughs> I love how he just kept trying to get his girlfriend not to be in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was good. I liked it. And uh, I also watched, I rewatched the first season of Dave because the new season's coming out. Oh, nice. Still good? Yeah, it's still pretty good. With Dave Bird, the the famous rapper, Will Dicky, Will Dicky, and then I watched. Uh, well, I'll start with the. I have two things I really am going to get into, but the first one, which is not any of those, we tried to watch a movie from 2010 called Ninjas versus Vampires. Sounds like it was straight from a Sony Handycam to your house. You are 100 percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> like it. It was. I mean, I, I am all for people getting a camera and making a movie with their friends. All all about it. But something shouldn't be on Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, they get a lot of them in like that. Like, we see, you know, the phone, the Alexander Graham Bell invention. We don't see the 700 failed attempts before that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, maybe maybe we don't need to see the like how the sausage made. You know, let's get to... But it was bad. It was really bad. Can and then just... we got through... 20 minutes, I think. Can anyone just upload movies to Amazon? Because it feels like that sometimes. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of junk on there. Yeah. So uh, the two things I want to talk about. First, we, we watched a movie last night, which I had not even heard of. The Devil's Candy. Mm, sounds good. Sounds delicious. Is it ringing the bell at I all? No, I got nothing. It had, This person who stars in it, in a completely unrecognizable role is Ethan Embry. Uh, who the hell's that? Uh, he, he's the guy who looks exactly like Devin Sawa, but isn't. <laughs> well, kind of. He's he's the guy. He was the 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 lead nerd kid in Can't Hardly Wait, who was crushing on Jennifer Love uh, Hewitt. Real I couldn't bad. remember exactly okay. which one of those bad movies he was in. But yeah, he was that guy, and he he is like an artist. And his, him, he and his wife don't make a whole lot of money. They find this house in Texas for real cheap. And then it turns out that the previous owner wasn't exactly done with the house. So, Ooh. yeah. Like they still live in it or the house isn't completed? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, the person that used to live there was hearing things that they thought was the devil. Uh, and then, like, th- this guy was, like, he was in a psych ward for 20 years. He He's clearly developmentally disabled. And uh, he it's his parents died in a quote-unquote accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the movie, he killed them. And then he that was his house he grew up in. The new people move in. And now he wants it back, basically. But okay. it's, re- it's pretty good. Because the Ethan Embry, the artist, is going through, like, hearing things, too. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, is it just 
a really disturbing look at someone who abducts people, or is it the devil who's telling people to do things? It's fun. It's fun. I'm guessing the former. Probably, yeah. No, it's probably the devil. Why, it could why, be why either. So they call it devil's candy. Mm. So the other thing, which <laughs> I'm about a third of the way through season 12 of Supernatural. I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, you're almost done. This shit is getting ridiculous, dude. What? <laughs> Dean killed Hitler. Hey, hey, and won't stop talking about it. Come on, man. If you killed Hitler, wouldn't you stop talking about it? There are well, spoilers. I know you wouldn't kill Hitler, but... Okay. There are, spoil- <laughs> there are spoilers for season 11 and season 12 of fucking Supernatural. You You've been warned. Warn people. Right. You, you already like, spoiled it. <laughs> That's why you can cut well, it out and edit it before. It's their fault now. Okay. So their their mom came back from the dead, and she's an asshole. I don't care for her at all. No what? thoughts on that? Yeah, Dr. I think you're an idiot, but keep going. Whoa. You also like Hitler, so. I don't. You keep Jeez. saying that. <laughs> it's not true. He's a bad dude. He's a dick. And then uh, the devil was took the body of a famous rock star. Who I guess was supposed to be like, I don't know, that universe's version of like Axel Rose, Marilyn Manson, Ac- like Mick Jagger. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And then then the de- the devil's like, I'm done with this guy, and then takes over the president <laughs> of sense. the United States. And then the and then the the boys get to him and exercise the demon, but everyone thinks they were trying to kill the president, so they're in some black site somewhere, and then they escape from that. They have supernatural yeah. powers. They're they're hunters, man. I think they made it. They made a deal with the devil, or the reaper. Sorry, the reaper, so that they would be quote unquote dead and then come back to life when they were out of the prison. That was the only way they were getting out was dead. I don't know. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. You should watch the first twelve seasons and <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, to breeze through them real quick. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, this show's getting ridiculous. I have to finish it. Like I'm gonna finish it. I didn't come this far to stop halfway through season 12. <laughs> but I'm just like, Christ, this is they're running out of ideas. So that is all I watched. I played a little bit of Dudes. Trying, I heard there are good things about the AMP machine pistols that just came out. Yeah, pretty sweet. They're pretty dominant when you get them akimbo and just start rolling off headshots. Hell yeah. But yeah, I did that. And then this, I got it. It sounds into... almost exactly like... The Division 2. We're going to talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It could be any other Yeah, whatever. It's game. a first-person shooter. And then I played a little bit of MLB The Show, which I really enjoyed. But oh, nice. They, uh, while the game is great, and it plays great, and it, it feels great, and all that stuff, I, I don't have anything really negative to say about the game, but you, dude, I, I think I'm going to play a baseball game like every six years. Like, they don't get different enough every year. You know what I mean? Oh, but... NHL does. And Call of Duty. <laughs> but we're talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's good and I enjoy it now. I'm, I'm probably going to platinum it because it's not that tough. And then probably not play a baseball game again for another five, six, seven years. Did yeah, you play, are you going to play a whole 162-game season? Yeah, absolutely. Every single – I'm going to pitch. Well, I'll be a starting pitcher, so I only have to play like 30 games. I did that for myself once too, and made myself just like Pedro Martinez. Nice. I think I won thirty games that year. But yeah, that's it. That's all I did. So, uh, how about you, there, Sir Chumpslap? What do you play and watch and doing? What's going on with you? Well, I played a little dudes. Finished out the season before the new one comes. You know how it is. 
Damn, I was at like 84. I thought I would have caught up, but. You're only two days, dude. Double season XP right now. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, we'll see. But that's all I played. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. Watched a couple movies. Mm-hmm. You guys ever see this uh, Nether Beast Incorporated? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we did. <laughs> we told you about it. Remember? Oh, uh, yes. It's about vampires who work at a just like a corporate. Are they telemarketers? I don't think so. They're just in like a corporate setting. I don't know if they don't really go into what they do there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It had decent actors. Dave Foley was in it. Daryl Hammond. Jason Mewes. Good stuff. I have not I'm seen. I'm still waiting for a decent actor, but. You don't think Dave Foley's good? Yeah, he's okay. I don't think I've seen Daryl Hammond in a minute. I actually thought he was dead. Well, it could be. It was an older movie. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he <laughs> could know. be. <laughs> Fucked if I know. I don't keep tabs on Daryl Hammond every day. Yeah, it's just about like vampires. One of them dies. They get a normal person in there, and then shit gets all weird. Someone's trying to steal their life forces or whatever. I don't know. Well, nope. Vampire's going to do what vampire's going to do. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good. It was no blood-sucking bastards, which I also watched. Oh, vampire <laughs> kick? That sounds slappy as hell. Right? Is it like Inglorious Bastards, but with vampires? No, that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> but it had Pedro Pascal in it, so that's a pretty good actor right there. Yeah? But he gets he gets hired to like up productivity for the this company. Turns out he's a vampire, and he's just turning other people into vampires because they just work better. Oh, nice. Then, but they can't work during the day. There's no windows. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty. Eh. And then I don't think that's the code. These two guys find out about it, and they just go around trying to stop the vampire from taking over. It was okay. It's better than Nether Beast. So if you have to watch a vampire corporate, <laughs> if you're forced to watch one of those two movies, <laughs> it se- it sounds like this. There's some crossover potential with the uh, the energy sucking vampire from what we do in the shadows. Who yeah, works in the right? office. You think you would get some been crossover action? It would have been cool. Enough about the vampire movies. I watched this movie called Parallel. Good movie. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a scientist thing. About these guys who find a hidden mirror in a room, or a hidden room that has a mirror that you can jump in, go to a multiverse, and they like steal art and inventions and shit and take it back and just make money. And shit gets all crazy and people start dying and Ooh, it was pretty good. Parallel, you say. Is this a newer one? Was this? It's new-ish. I'd say it's the teens, 20 teens. It's kind of like fringe, but a a heist movie. Yeah, 2018 Parallel. I remember this poster. Yeah, the poster looked really familiar. I was like, I think I've watched this. And then I turned it on. I was like, nope, most of this is different. Good, good stuff. Yeah, definitely worth a watch if you're feeling. Put it on the list. Jerky. But, yeah, it's probably the best movie I watched this week. I watched Spiral. Oh, yeah? Oh, how, how bad was, was that? I mean, you know it's a Saw movie going into it, so. Sure. But it has Chris Rock. I know. And Samuel <laughs> Jackson. It was fucking weird casting. I didn't, I won't say I hated the casting, but it wasn't, it didn't make sense to me. But. Uh, it 
halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, this is the fucking guy. No shit. And then <laughs> it was. Of course. Wow. It, oh, my God. It was all this big plan because yada yada happened to this dude. And now he's killing people. It's fucking. I don't know. It was very predictable, but it was still neat to see the death contraptions and shit. I recently just saw the video on the internet uh, of Jigsaw in the office. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have seen this one, but it's pretty great. It's only like three minutes long, but it, he like uh, is trying to play all kinds of saw trap stuff on, on coworkers. <laughs> and at the end, he's sitting with like HR and they're like, we just think, you know, the game should be a little more, you know, work focused. Yeah. And he like he like shackled their legs together. He's like, let's see if you can all synergize and work together as a team. So it's like a mix between Saw and Dilbert. Pretty much, yeah. But without the guy who created Dilbert. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody put in Scary Movie or something. It really did. It felt like a, a little bit sillier Scary Movie sketch. Mm, interesting. Wow. I'll have to look it up. I have no still he could get that much. <laughs> I know, right? They Silly. brought the sills. I'll say that. <laughs> Sill level through the roof. <laughs> Sill level. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was worth a watch. I mean, if you've watched every other Saw movie like I have, you might as well watch it. So let's just get into the slapper of the week. <laughs> I can see you. Hmm. I can see you. You want to go first, Dr. Scientist? I may have seen this. Does it have a blind person who can uh, see devils and no? I'm going to guess it is a uh, one of those my fortune tellers that you see at a carnival. They're at a tent with the ball on the table and the whole thing. Mm. But her gift is actually real, and she foretells a young couple's uh descent into the heroin underground. You could have stopped him like five words ago. I nailed uh, it though. I think you just nailed it. No. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. It's about uh ad agency. Like, nope, didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's just these three guys trying to get their ad agency off the ground. And they're they having a big pitch and they just they want pictures of like outdoors, wild like foresty shit so they're like all right the only way to get real good pictures that we want for our ads is to go on a camping trip they go on a camping trip yada yada and the first hour of the movie is fucking boring and slow Mm -hmm. i don't know why i kept going but the last half hour shit gets fucking wacky very horror movie from 2008 I think, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Three young admin enter the woods for a photo shoot, but a girlfriend's mysterious disappearance sparks a harrowing descent into unreality. Yeah. <laughs> unreality? See, that's why I watched it, because of that unreality part. But uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a good one, but if you want to just watch the last 40 minutes, like you <laughs> Skip the rest of it and just watch the last. Yeah, movie. they tell you the whole thing. It's like they're going in the woods, blah blah blah. There's a party, and then shit gets crazy. The rest is just boring and pretty uneventful. So what you're saying is, it- is this could have been a forty hour long mo- or forty minute long movie? Yeah, I guess I don't know that they do give you an atmosphere that's just strange and 
but I don't know. I wasn't feeling in the mood for that because it was only in standard definition when I watched it. So, what is the movie? Is it Spaghetti Man who shoots the spaghetti out of his fingers? Sure is. <laughs> is, okay. it, is yeah, it's the other movie that shot spaghetti out of his fingers. Is it slappier than that? No, no, definitely not. I mean, okay. Spaghetti Man's slappy as shit. Killer Sofa, slappy as shit. This one was just, I don't know. It was the only weird one I watched. And the last 40 minutes is what made it slappy. Otherwise, it would have just been thumbs down, probably. Okay. So well, give, there you go. Give it a look or don't. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Let's go. Slapper of the week is I Can See You. So how about we head on into video game news slash stuff? This just in. I was wondering what you were doing, Dr. Scientist, with that set. But all right. So Summer Game Fest is happening as we record this. And a little bit of interesting news has come out from that. The first being... There is going to be a standalone Borderlands Tiny Tina game coming out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be like Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a full-length game that's sort of in the same vein as the Assault on Dragon Keep, which was great, but I don't know if I want a whole game of that, you know? I kind of do. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I never played the Assault on Dragon's Keep. What the hell was it? It was pretty great. DLC for Borderlands 2. Was it just like Dungeons and Dragons? You roll dice and shit? No, like you're still playing through Borderlands. You're still doing missions, but it's being narrated by oh. Tiny Tina. And you're like, she's telling the story and she's the dungeon master throughout the whole thing. It's very good. It really is good. That sounds all right. Yeah. And at the end, it turns out like to be her kind of dealing with the death of Roland. Oh. Uh, and how that went. So yeah. it's kind of a bummer, but it was great. And uh, so, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope it's good. It's I want to get back to Borderlands. the only thing I saw that I kind of liked, so. Well, then, you may not be thrilled that Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming out. Oh, sick. I don't think Hideo Kojima could do anything that interests me at all. <laughs> what are you talking like it's, about? It's not possible whatsoever, you're saying? No. What if it was a... Uh... Uh, unless he was a completely different person who did completely different things. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So if it was a completely different person in a completely different scenario doing completely different stuff, I might be into it. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a it. true genius. Yeah, it's the director's cut. It's coming to PS5. I guess it's having a bunch of DLC in it. Upgrade, oh, graphical upgrade. I'm still not going to play it. More piggybacking people up mountains, I hope. I'm sure. <laughs> it's the exact same game, just a director's cut. <laughs> yeah. That mission is 10 times longer. <laughs> <laughs> We wanted to, you know, nothing on the cutting room floor with this one. <laughs> Twice as many monster commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other big news coming out from that is the Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead game coming out. Have you guys seen this trailer, the gameplay? No, I think I saw like the original teaser trailer, but. It looks gory as, uh, as fuck, as fuck. <laughs> as F, as F. As, as say as fuck or AF, and then I just said as F. But yeah, <laughs> it looks mad gory. You can play as like characters from the previous movies. The sound, the like the sound the, uh, the deadites make when they die, it's just, it's like you're there, man. It's like you're in Army <laughs> of Darkness. Damn. I, want, I really want it to be good. So far, it looks really gnarly. Yeah, I'll, I'll play a fucking gory ass. Evil Dead game. It awesome. looks slappy as fuck. It really does. Nice. But uh, 
the other thing, this has nothing to do with video games, nothing to do with movies. This just happens to be something we're all big fans of. I Think You Should Leave is returning July 6th, 2021. I've never seen it. Oh, that. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> you quote it all the time. <laughs> never seen it. I just wanted to be contradictory to Bob Scotch. And I really wasn't listening, and I kind of thought you were talking about we all live in the shadows or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. No, I think you should leave. No, that's fantastic. That's genius. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. A genius show. I'm going to try to watch. I, sh- I want to watch Detroiters. I still haven't watched that, but I heard it's great. That's a, Yeah, I love that show. And then last piece of news I have, the casting has been completed for the Netflix live-action Resident Evil series. Oh, yeah. Is it starting at Resident Evil 1? I don't know exactly, and that's not really the reason I'm talking about it. The the cast that came out, the only person I recognize is Lance Reddick and uh, one of the women, Ella Balinska, was one of the Charlie's Angels. And then one of the women from... Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, isn't it? That's not the point. The point is that the showrunner, the person in charge of this, mm-hmm. is a guy by the name of Andrew Dabb, who is the producer and writer behind some series. I think it was called, what does it say here? Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I thought I'd throw that for you, Dr. Scientist. You know, huh. if someone from Supernatural is involved, maybe it'll be good. Maybe. I mean, it was on for 15 seasons, so there's probably a lot of people involved in Supernatural like, weren't good. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, but Showrunner does a lot of shit. From what yeah, I like understand, the, <laughs> from what I understand, they're like the, I guess the director, but for the whole show. Yeah, kind of like episodes. A top executive producer. Yeah. So that's it. That's all we got for video game news slash stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into it. How about it, guys? I know you guys you guys have been texting me all week about how excited you are to talk about this game. Dude, I was just bummed the video wasn't longer. <laughs> I'm still pissed at you. I watched two th- full playthroughs. I did, I'm telling you guys, I have a game in the in the <laughs> coffer that's so bad, I know you guys will rather quit than talk about it. Nah, you can't. Nothing could be that bad. Mm. <laughs> it could very easily get that bad because oh, it's almost made me do it. <laughs> Not to me, buddy. I watched the first half of this, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm wasting my time on this. I could be sleeping. I could be punching myself in the balls and getting more out of it. You didn't even have to watch it the second half if you watched the first half. (laughs) Was this a movie? Could I have just watched the movie? I wondered the same thing. No, but it was uh, a ripoff of a lot of different movies. Well, yeah, it was almost indistinguishable. It is a game where we ask the question, can we rip off every single, Ah. I don't know, action movie that ever existed from the East? And it is... Jet Li's Rise to Honor. It's not Jet Li's. It's Jet Li. Jet Li. Colon. Rise to Honor. Thank you, right. Chomp Slap. <laughs> Thanks. Someone did their research. <laughs> it was released February 17th, 2004. The number one song in the country, Slow Jams by Twista, featuring Kanye West and Jamie Foxx. Mm, sing some for us. Yeah, I don't know that one at all. Slow Jam. Slow Jam. Slow Take jams. it easy. Is that it? Slow Jam. Man, you no guys idea. are such. <laughs> I'm Twista. That, that's Twista's part. That's Philistines. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the number one movie is something I'm much more familiar with. It's a little ditty I like to call. Well, I guess everybody calls it this. You Got Served. Oh, Ooh, the original. One of the best dance battle movies of our time. 
Yeah, tell me about if it. If not the. Top 10. I you still, can't argue with that. Yeah, it's no drum line, but I mean, <laughs> I guess that wasn't dance. Uh, it's, it, was it Honey? Was that another one with Jessica Alba? Was that a dance that sounds, battle? Yeah, that sounds right. Save I the last that. dance. That's <laughs> not a dance battle. <laughs> what about Bring It On? I think they need pizza all of them. I think Bring It On is more of a dance battle movie than drum. You know what? None of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> Back on February 17, 2004, a United States postage stamp cost 37 cents. And because I know you guys are going to ask, right now it's 51 cents. <laughs> Good, because I, I can't remember the last They're time forever. I paid for a stamp. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some fool who bought like 80 forever stamps then is saving I know. Them. He's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's like they're never going to get old. So it was developed, or it was released for PS2. Developed by Foster City Studio and published by Sony Corporation Entertainment of America. It is a single-player beat-em-up and also third-person shooter. Okay. There's a lot. There's gunplay in it as well. But since I picked it and I really heard that this was a good game. I really did. I heard. I still do not believe you. I I didn't just make it up, right? I didn't look. Who told you? Maybe I Googled the worst games ever for PS2. (laughs) I don't know. The list runs together. Well, it was PS2. And there was motion capture used to make it. And it has international action star Jet Li. How could it be bad? I don't know. I've never seen did. any of his movies, I don't think. You never saw Lethal Weapon 4? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stupid question is that? I stopped at three. Like everybody. <laughs> That's probably a smart move. Yeah. Uh, so it takes place uh, present day. We play as an undercover cop who's working with the mob by the name of Kit Yun. Who is Jet Li, basically. Oh, yeah. At some point in his career, do you think they just stopped calling him like a character name and just refer to him as Jet Li? Like, as an undercover cop? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you mean, I, I, I don't know what the question is. I don't is. understand what you mean. Do you think that at some point in Jet Li's movie career, in his real life, the man Jet Li, mm-hmm. obviously he's an actor. He plays characters who have names, right? Yeah. Do you think at some point they just bail on the character name and just say, all right, your character's name is Jet Li. You're just going to be Jet Li in this one. They should have. I mean, they put the name on the game. Might as well have called it. Or called him Jet Li. Yeah. It wasn't Kit Yun's Rise to Honor. Yeah, exactly. Also, we're going to get into it at the end if I remember, but the name of the game, Rise to Honor, makes no sense, no sense at all. No, none at all. There's no rises. There's a little talk about honor, but... What are you talking about? The last line of the game has honor in it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just... let's. You guys just want to get into it. Let's get this Oh, over let's with. go, man. Mm. <laughs> so you're Kit Yun. You're an undercover cop, uh, and you're working with the mob right now, which I already th- call bullshit on because you're you're guarding a guy, another mob boss by the name of Boss Chang, who knew Kit's father. Like, like this, these two families... The boss's family, Boss Chang, and Kit's family, like, have known each other since they were all little kids. Yeah, t- whatever. That's not the worst yeah. part of this game. I think the boss knows he's an undercover cop, doesn't he? I don't think so. I mean, that'd be a pretty bad undercover mob, or a pretty bad mob boss if you yeah. knew he was an undercover cop. I don't know. Not until you get to... Well, I'll tell you later. Okay, fine. We'll get to it. But uh, <laughs> basically, uh, there's this this fake envelope stealing situation and uh you know this the boss just says uh, you know kit's a good lap dog he can he i can trust him with the envelope yeah it reminded me of premium rush and the envelope no he's st- 
What? I'll bring it up every chance I get. What? <laughs> got like premium rush heads here. <laughs> Do you think mob bosses are there handing envelopes off to people to with vital information in that is as vital as this stuff? It's not the first movie I've seen. Then is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Chump Slap, because we have seen this a lot, but I do agree with Dr. Scientist that it's pretty fucking stupid to be like, here's all this incriminating evidence. Yeah. It's in an, it's in an envelope. Isn't that nice? Let, a, me, let yeah. me write down my crimes. It's in an envelope, and he keeps <laughs> it on his persons most of the time, if not all the time. That way, when I die, they know everything I did. Yeah. That's like keeping, I don't know, a murder weapon on your person all the time. Yeah. Just because, and then uh, just give them the envelope, read it, memorize it, burn it. That's what we see in real movies. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, so movies. We, we fast movies. forward in real movies. Exactly. Oh, I've been nearly. All right. So Kit, a year later, uh, Boss Chang basically says, you know, I'm, I'm done with this mob life. Right. Yeah. I just want out. And then one of his, I guess, an underboss or someone else high in the ranks, a guy by the name of Quan, uh, basically is extremely outraged. He says, how can you do this? You can't just walk away. This isn't how this works. So. While he's telling, while he and Quan are having this conversation, the uh, other gang members jump in and try to kill Chang right there at the table. Yeah, it makes sense. So he's like, I'm out of the game, guys. How could you do that to us? You can't just sleep. Gunfight. So Kit basically fights them off so they, the, so that they can escape. Uh, and then you actually end up fighting two characters we're going to see again, Faye and Hung, who are, I wrote, the judo twins. I wrote sleeveless mohawks. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote twin they bosses. They are also there, but like uh, basically, this is one of those classic boss fights where you fight them when they're weak in the beginning, and they come back way stronger later. Mm. Which probably might be a bingo board. Well, I'll have to. Yeah, that's, that's not that's that wording. One. But uh, then the cops show up, and the judo twins are like, "We're not going to get caught by the fuzz," and they run away, and then you run away. Mm-hmm. So Kit gets in this car and catches up to his boys at the docks, the boss Chang, and a couple other bodyguards. Uh, he shoots this assault team that was chasing him. He even takes down a helicopter. And then Chang gets shot by a sniper. Oh, yes. So while he's shot, dying moments, he gives Kit the envelope. And he says, I need you to take this to my daughter, Michelle. And, you know, she'll know what to do. Just make sure she gets it. So then we, we do find out eventually later. But Kit and Michelle... Since both of their families grew up together, we're childhood friends. They've known each other forever. Except he hasn't talked to her in years. Like 15 or so. And uh, there's a whole, apparently this envelope is filled with crime shit. And Quan really wants it and he wants to take it. But then the cops are coming. So he's like, you got to get out of here. Just leave. So everyone just breaks it up. Yeah, but Quan's the guy who's going after it, right? Quan... Yes, he was basically... He's like the right-hand man who just is going to take over now. Yeah, because he feels Chang's dead, so I'm next. And he doesn't know what's in the envelope. I don't think there was any indication of what was there. At all. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know what's in there. I want to know what's in there. Yeah. And then I I think he saw it as like a threat maybe because... Or maybe like it was blackmail on him or the organization, you know what I mean? So that he's like... I have all this info. If you try to come after me, you're all going down. Yeah. All right. It's my insurance policy. That's what I kind of took it as. Maybe did, it's not and the case. Does he just declare himself boss after that? Like, does he, is there a, yeah. No, that's pretty much exactly what happens. He just says, Chang's gone. I'm the boss now. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I anyone want to fight. Didn't think so. And I, then that I, was I, it. He's the boss now. So they didn't establish a line of succession before. He kind of just have to take it for granted that he's the next in line. 
Yeah. I don't think so because it's not like they have a board meeting and they have to approve the next CEO. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it kind of does work that way. But someone's just got to take take the opportunity. So if so. someone else called it first, they'd be boss? Maybe. Maybe they'll rock, paper, scissors for it, but I don't know. I mean, maybe if they were higher enough on the food chain in that organization, you know, if some like guy off the street. This doesn't like, seem like a well-run now. organization anyway. No, it does not. Why would you have this much public violence? That just is like, hey, it's crime people doing crime shit. Yeah. All right, all right, continue, continue. I mean, yeah, if we're going to get stuck on all these details of how bad of organization this is, <laughs> this is going to be an eight-part episode. So Kit meets with a gentleman by the name of Victor, who is his superior officer. He's kind of like his his handler, the guy that's in with the cops, or is a police officer. And I, I got the vibe that he was like the only one that knew Kit's an actual cop. Yeah. And uh, Victor's basically mad that this whole thing isn't progressing fast enough, and he wanted more info on Quan. And then Kit says, basically, well, I almost died. Chang is dead, who, even though I was you know, probably going to bust him someday, he was still like my surrogate dad. Fuck you, I'm going to San Francisco. Yeah, it was oh, silly. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the moment, but isn't this the moment where he gives uh, Victor his badge? Yes. Yeah, because he, he gives him his badge and just leaves. He's like, you know what? That guy's dead. That means my job's done. See you in San Fran. <laughs> yeah, so gets to San Fran, and he meets up with Chi, who was his childhood friend, who also hung out with Michelle and Kit, you know, when they were all little kids. There's like a couple flashbacks. He just accidentally gonna... runs into him, though, right? That's yeah, totally. Club. Completely, yeah. just randomly. And then he beat up this whole entire fucking club. And he and killed the owner. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah he killed i did write clear kills a drunken club promoter yeah i was like i, I wrote first like there's only like 10 people in this club <laughs> there's more bodyguards than people yeah but he kills that he knocks and the guy he just out. starts blasting dudes he knocks the guy out and he's just laying in a pool of water face down <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay yeah i was like that guy's clearly dead yeah. if he's not dead now he will be in any minute yeah exactly so then after that after the cl- uh, the owner of the club gets murdered <laughs> Uh, because he wouldn't let him see Chi, I think, right? Or w- was it because he wouldn't let him see Billy? Yeah, he wanted to see the, the somebody there. It wasn't Chi. And then the manager wouldn't let him, and so he kills the guy. So then local gang boss, Billy Soon, sends thugs after Kit and Chi. They escape, but Michelle also gets kidnapped. Oh, no. Is this the bunny-hopping bike fight? Where they're on the road? I think I don't know. That's I no, that's I think it's later. Okay. Because at this point Kit overheard, you know, which is also a, clearly a bad narrative device when oh, someone's talking on the yeah. phone you overhear that key information. Like remember when we were doing uh Homefront and like, <laughs> "Hey, did you see that helicopter out back behind the church?" Or like even Mirror's sequence. Edge, like, "Hey, I did all these crimes and stuff. Let's yeah. talk about it on the phone." Yeah. This guy's like, we're looking for Michelle or whatever. Over here, the most important part of the whole shit. And then basically, the, the thing that he hears is that Quan hired Billy to find this envelope because he knows Kit's in San Francisco. Yeah, okay, there you go. But uh, Kit escapes via a fire escape, and there's some wild parkour shit going on. And then he gets in a car that she's driving, and then they fuck off. So there's a flashback. It shows like the childhood friendship of Chi, Kit, and Michelle. Uh, they were all mob children, I guess, right? Because yeah. mob, like regular ass kids, don't hang out with mob kids. 
Yeah. Right? I saw The Sopranos. I know how this works. Yeah. Guys. You got to hang out with other mob kids. Yeah. So then it's not weird, right? That all your parents exactly. are in the mob. You know, you keep your mouth shut. Exactly. Because that's family. Yeah. It's just like same rules as Fast and the Furious. It's all about family and live your life a quarter mile at a time. You got it, man. G and Kit arrive at, a, I guess it was like a performance venue. Yeah. I, was she set to perform? Oh, she, she was set to get an award or something. Oh, yes. yeah. I, yeah. Some yeah, because she accepted it for her. She's like an like actress she, or something. That's what I got. They arrive at the venue. They see Michelle fighting off a bunch of dudes that were sent to kill her. She's a badass. She doesn't need these guys pretty much at all. Yeah. And then they tag team the boss, Sung Lung. Sung Lung. That's right. Who just keeps saying, I am Sung Lung. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be like one of his fight dialogue things, but he just kept saying it in the video I watched. <laughs> like over and over. I am Sung Lung. That's why I wrote his name down. I was like, all right, all right. I am Sung Lung. It's like, got it. Thank you. And then uh, they they fight him, they kill him, and then at the end, she walks in with the fucking award. He's like, hey, I accepted for you when you were uh, busy over here. Yeah. He's like, I just sat there Yeah, he, he just walked up and randomly accepted an award. Like, there's always this character in Japanese uh, films and movies. There's always mm-hmm. a character who's, like, big and dumb and the fool. Yeah. It's always a fat, goofy dude. Yeah, it's always always a fat, goofy dude. Always. Always. Who's used as, like, the butt of every joke. You know what? He, he reminded me of uh, the one from what? Oh, Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> That's what he reminded uh, yes. me of. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what that guy's name was. I can't uh, remember either, but he reminded me exactly of him. Oh, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> that guy. But anyway, so Chi, Michelle, and Kit, they head to, of all places, an abandoned church. Oh, that's where else is safer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Kit gives Michelle the letter, and it's Chang saying he's sorry, and he loves his daughter. And before we get any further into this at all, the bad guys bust through the windows. Oh, uh, why? Do you why know? do the bad guys bust through the window? Yeah, because they follow Chi from a fucking McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have that written down a little bit later. But yeah, he went to get food, and they just followed him back. And like the bad guys bust through the windows, they immediately start fighting. Like at what? Like you got to stretch out before you do that kind of physical activity, right? I don't know. He's fighting all the time. He's all right, but the other bad guys. Maybe that's why they lose so easily. Maybe like they just got bad knees just and like cramp. I really Yeah, I, I can't do anything else. This is all I've known my whole life. So I guess I'm going to get my ass kicked today. <laughs> yeah. It's just gang after gang fight and he kill, he kicks everyone's ass. Boss says I got heart. That's why I keep sending me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 85 concussions later. So, why do I care about this? But anyway, so Billy and the bad guys essentially get the drop on them. They take them all captive. Mhm. And then the next line I have is that Kit and Chi immediately escape. Yeah, they put him in a big-ass room, and he just disappears. They come in looking for him. He doesn't disappear. He hangs from the roof, and the guy doesn't look up. Oh, is that what it was? Gamers don't look up. I was like, there's fucking 12 goddamn lockers. (laughs) He could be in any one of those. Yeah, was this an abandoned school? Yeah. Yeah, like it clearly wasn't any kind of holding area. It was a makeshift, yeah, locker room, I guess? Yeah, I think it was a pool. Was that? That would make sense. Because, well, either way, they get out very quickly. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they rescue Michelle, and they beat the shit out of Billy with their fists. And then this is where stuff pops off, because Billy was going to kill them all, because that's what his order was from Quan, right? Correct. So he tried 
to shoot Michelle when he was already basically bested and on the ground. And she was at like an elevated position. Like they were looking down on the fight, Michelle and Chi. Yeah. So he like comes over, he goes to shoot her, and Chi jumps in the way, shields it with his body. Sack move. Sack move takes the hit. And Kit's like, what the fuck did you just do? And murders him immediately with a flying knee. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think someone who was a cop would be like, well, we're going to let justice do their job. He's like, nope, can't get away with that. I rewound it because I was like, did he just crush his face? No, he hit him in the shoulder. (laughs) He did. He he killed that man. (laughs) All right. With a flying knee. Fair. And then she dies, man. That's it. He's done those. Yeah. Walking liability chi. Is no more. Well, a real sack move there. Real sack move. OG sack move. I wasn't upset. No, me neither. (laughs) I feel nothing for these people. Yeah. He was in the game for maybe 10 to 15 seconds, and then she's gone. And then Michelle's like, well, we're ending this shit. We're going to Hong Kong to stop this Quan fellow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This Quan fellow. They get to Hong Kong, then they're in, like, they don't come in in a plane or a bus or how a train, a, one of the, a car, one of the billion ways to get in, they get in on a super creepy old boat going into a dock in Hong Kong. Is there so that's the only way, way to get into Hong Kong, I believe. Is It's not like they're going to the Mortal Kombat tournament, you know? <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to do like, it on the down low, though. If they got on a plane, there'd be whatever. traces. Don't whatever me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so just speedboated across the Pacific. I guess if the mob's looking for you, maybe you want to come in under the radar a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But where did they... They obviously flew somewhere close and then took a speedboat from there to Hong Kong. You'd think, right? Maybe they were on a freighter. area. A lot of things happen in the docks in this fucking video game. So they get to this fucking harbor, whatever, on the boat, and they meet up with Victor, who was, as we just said before, Kit's boss in the cop agency. Yeah. Which, this is the best exchange I've ever seen. So, Kit and Michelle get there. Victor goes, all right, what do you got? That's like the first thing out of his mouth. All right, what do you got? <laughs> so then Michelle starts answering his question, right? Yeah. And she gets through like two sentences. He's like, wait, not here. And then they walk <laughs> away. Like, you just asked. Well, he wasn't expecting cop talk because, I mean, you already handed in your badge and shit. So. Which is another thing we need to talk about when he's like, that doesn't mean like, there's paperwork involved in quitting. There's like an exit interview. Not if he's the There's only like guy who knows about you. Figuring out how you're getting your last paycheck. Like that's not. Doesn't mean you're officially out yet. Anyway, so as they're walking away, they uh, who gets wounded by a Korean sniper? Oh, Michelle, Michelle gets shot. I just had then wounded by a Korean sniper. I was like, no, Michelle got hit by a sniper. Dude, took a round in the shoulder. Shook great. it off. He's not a very good sniper. No, he does one shot, hits her in the shoulder. And then jumps off the docks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like laughs and runs away. Like <laughs> and runs away. It's like was that even meant to kill somebody? I, don't know. I, I was completely confused. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst sniper. Just I've a ever crazy seen. sniper, dude. Not trying I, to kill anyone. Don't ever hire that assassin. Yeah, so the kid pursues him, and they end up in this way too long boss fight. It was so long. The video I watched, but uh, he eventually ends up killing the sniper Wan Jang. So. He takes Michelle to a local hospital, which makes sense. She just got shot. And she's almost immediately kidnapped again by an undercover nurse <laughs> and Quan's henchman. Man, they got undercover people in all types of... That things. hospital was ridiculous because she's just like... <laughs> and runs away yeah. with her in the tent. It's not even like... 
That was pretty badass. You would like to think one of the other nurses in the area is like, excuse, who the fuck are you? Like, I work with all these people every day for 40 hours. Like, uh, they just don't know that the hidden nurse is like, go get him. And then she runs away with her in a wheelchair. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. So anyway, Kit keeps pursuing them. He There's a sequence where he gets to the, the roof. He has to run across like a, a skywalk that's blowing up. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we've seen this in a billion games where you're running towards the camera, escaping like a huge monster in Resident Evil, or again, wet when that whole platform was blowing yeah, up. Exactly. They get to a helipad, and then they escape. The bad guys, Quantenchment, escape with Michelle via helicopter. I just want to say, there's a scene here where he kicks two Uzis out of a guy's hand, and they fly in the air, and he like punches and kicks the dude, knocks him out, and then catches them before they hit the ground. Yeah. This happens at least four times in the movie I watched. Dude, it, they, really? must be air, they must be in the air for like 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was like crazy. He kicks them like 60 feet in the air. It's like a... It's in a hospital, so they it, yeah. there. It was. It didn't make any sense, but it was it was funny. Because it's not the third, fourth time he saw Come them. with me here. Maybe he kicked them up into the ceiling and they got stuck temporarily. Kind of like pencils? Oh. Exactly. And then they both unlodged when he was ready. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> they felt his raw animal magnetism and <laughs> fell from the ceiling. <sighs> or maybe the guns were scared of him. Anyway, so they get to a skyscraper. And uh, Kit is there to save Michelle, and I guess he's also there to kill Quan, although I don't think he knows that's specifically where Quan is. No, he just knows that's where Michelle is, trying to get her back. Yeah, and he just assumes that, oh, well, they're probably taking her to Quan. So yeah. he goes through this building. He kills so many henchmen, so many. And then guess who comes back? <gasps> the sleeveless Mohawks. The sleeveless Mohawks, Fei and Hung, the judo twins that he fought before. And <laughs> jump slap. I feel like you really enjoyed this boss fight. Oh, I did. I do. I like the ending of it. Would you like to explain to the listeners how this ended? Okay, you kick one of them. He like flies pretty far. I think he rolls a little bit, and he's dangling off the edge. Mm-hmm. And the other one's like, "No, brother, I'm coming to get you." Runs over, tries to grab him, falls right off the edge with him. They fall was, off of a skyscraper <laughs> together. It was beautiful. <laughs> that <sighs> What? You don't think that really happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe oh. it happened at some time. I don't know. But either way, after this boss fight, it's time for the main event, the showdown, the top bill, Kit versus Quan. Booyah. The fight of the century. <laughs> Loser leaves town. Loser leaves town. <laughs> yeah, this could only be described as a 45-stage boss fight. Uh, there's this moment, like, he keeps doing this cheap-ass poison gas he pumps into the room. Yeah, how do you get away from that? I didn't see that part. Oh, they're, they're, when you're fighting him, when you basically get him in, like, a weak state where you throw a bunch of punches, Yeah. Uh, Kit will actually take the mask off his face and breathe through it a little bit. <laughs> but then he gives it back. <laughs> He's a good guy. I don't know, man. He could have just take it and like ran circles around this guy, but you just keep fighting, keep fighting. And uh, Michelle, they get to a point where Michelle's hanging off the building. Kit finally defeats Quan with his fists. Now that he rescues Michelle, pulls her back up, everyone's safe. Quan is on the ground hurt. The cops show up. <gasps> oh, of course. Finally, just in time, right? So then Quan is getting cuffed. And he decides that it's a good idea to steal a cop's gun and try to shoot them. That's yeah, your last ditch effort. Why not? 
Right, so then Kit, being the badass, disarms him and kicks the gun away. So everyone's like, oh, okay, great. That was close. We should be more careful with our guns. <laughs> Let's get some cuffs on this guy. And then, boom, Victor shoots Quan dead it, on the ground. It's almost like he was in America. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Shooting exactly. the guy in custody. Wow. On the ground, unarmed, shot him in the face. Yep. Fast forward to, I don't know, probably the next day where they're at a small private funeral for Boss Chang. It's just Kit and Michelle just doing, you know, saying goodbye. And Victor shows up and he approaches them. Uh, he demands that the documents that you have, you burn them. Like, we don't need any of this envelope life, you know? Let's yeah. just get rid of these. And then Victor reveals during this when Kit basically says, well, no, it's for Michelle. Like, he wanted me to give it to Michelle, so that's what I'm going to do. Victor reveals that he was the person responsible for Chang's death and the death of Kit's father. <gasps> oh, my yeah. God. He's and the whole time, the whole thing. he's been making money from all this gang shit going on. Jeez. And he knows what's in the envelope. It's all like the family tree of the gang tells everybody. Right. So Victor is about to shoot him, both about to cap him. And he's like, Michelle, burn that envelope right now or you're dead. So she looks at Kit. Kit's like, you got to do it. So... She sets the envelope on fire, and the bad guys win, because that's the what happens end. in real life. No, just kidding. Oh. Kid had a wire on the whole time. Oh, so much better oh. if that was true. He's like, I might have given up my badge, but I ain't give up being a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Uh, I mean, that you might be paraphrasing, but not you're not close. He got all of Victor's confession on wax, is what we're saying. Yeah. So then... Victor beats, or he beats Victor's ass in hand-to-hand -hand combat like a badass, and then Victor gets arrested, taken into custody, and also note that they don't shoot him in the face when he's taken in by the cops. Yeah, so well, there the were a bunch guy. of other cops around at that time. That's true, but it didn't stop Victor. Yeah, but this was Michelle before. who had the gun on him. She's like, you killed my dad. They <laughs> they talk very, very briefly about, uh that's kind of bullshit, right? That Victor's alive and both of our dads are dead. Mm. And then they, they kind of just put it together that Victor was very protective of Quan and didn't want anyone to go after him until Quan was about to, you know, give him up and leverage that to basically get out. Oh, man. And then that's when Victor shot him. But it's not a big deal because Kit had the real envelope. That was a dummy envelope that was burned. Guys. Duh. What do you think this cop? First fucking rodeo. Come on. Exactly. So... Kit gives Michelle the real envelope and then says the line, it is better to die with honor than to live without. Wow. So deep, dude. Mm, Why didn't Finn. he just give the envelope to the cops that were there? Why didn't he do that way in the beginning? Because he couldn't trust anyone, the police force? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. They got guys everywhere, man. Wow. This shit is crazy. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> See, I don't even... If this story existed in, like, 1970, I'd be like, this is the most groundbreaking story that's ever happened in cinema yeah. or video game or any media format. Yeah, video games? Fucking right. It's just a ripoff of, like, four different movies. Yeah, like, it's got a, a little bit of police that. story in there. It's got a little bit of the killer in there. There's just... I mean, I don't know what it is, but these Japanese things, they love their undercover cops that are, like, kind of dirty, but not really. No, not this still good. Cop. He's never dirty at all. Except all the people he shoots. But they're bad. It's a good <laughs> point. They are bad scientists. <laughs> mm, got me. <laughs> it's like when the turtles murder all those teenagers. They were bad. 
<laughs> you know the Ninja Turtles I was referring to? They never murdered anybody. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about, but they just beat the hell out of people. Still, the they Foot were teenagers. Clan. The Foot Clan were children. So were the turtles. They were teenage mutant ninja turtles. I never thought about that. They were also <laughs> teenagers. Yeah. yeah, it was a bunch of kids fighting. That's all that was. That's all that was. <laughs> boys being boys, you know. <laughs> Turtles murdering gang member or fighting gang members. That's it. That's the game. We did it. Woo. We got through it despite scientists trying to sabotage the entire thing. Yeah, he was. He can, oh, wait till you see my score. He's still trying. <laughs> well, you know what? I'd love to see that score. So how about we ask Dr. Scientist a few questions? Ooh, sounds good. Dr. Scientist, do you want to play it now? Did the story work for you? And what score would you give it? No, no, no. How about that? Ooh, he gave it the no score. (laughs) Ooh, no score, no. It doesn't seem like a fun game to play. What are you Uh, talking about? They used actual Jet Lee Mosher Cap. Mosher Capture? Mosher Capture? capture. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's in this? That made it better. Motion Capture. Uh, did the story work for me? No. I, is this whole thing about an envelope, right? Yeah, man. Yes. An envelope. Oh. Don't forget that never. You didn't see that double cross coming. Yeah, he knew something was going to happen. Which one? Whoa. Oh, Sorry. shit. Sorry. When she tried to kill them all. <laughs> the scene in the hospital, the entire thing was just ridiculous. <laughs> the scene on the road where the motorcycles bunny hop over cars. Is even more ridiculous than the hospital. You think that was ridiculous? What about when he runs up the fucking cement truck? (laughs) (laughs) It was just ridiculousness after ridiculousness after ridiculousness. And I found myself debating if this was better than The Quiet Man. And I think just asking that question is proof that it deserves zero stars. So it gets zero stars. Damn. Wow. What'd you give The Quiet Man? Zero. Zero stars. Shit. I th- I almost think this is better. What I get? Or the Quiet Man is better, but this isn't as bad as Jurassic the Hunted. But it's up. It's near. But I mean, at least and I, you know, your score is your own, and I I'm not trying to fight you on this, but at least I could hear what the story was in Jet Li Rise to Honor. Yeah, it made sense at least. Yeah, but the presentation doesn't make the story better. All right, you're right. Actually, the story was better in Quiet Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Was it? They, didn't they, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Didn't they have like a deer head murderer at the I end of the thing for no fucking reason? That, that was that. I think you guys need to revisit The Quiet Man. Do we have to do a round two? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Quiet Man 2. No, I don't think we do. I think I remember this correctly. This is very close to as bad as The Quiet Man, enough that it deserves the same score. All right. There you go. Okay, have well, it. then uh, there it is. Dr. Scientist with a resounding fucking zero. <laughs> At least he didn't take points from my score this time. It was so. close. It was close. If this would have been, if my week would have gone slightly worse, I would have taken stars from you. Ah, oh, keep your week out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so All let's right, ask well me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving on. Sir Chomp Do you want to play it now? Did the story work for you? What score would you get? Do it? I want to play it now? No. I mean, it didn't look good at all. Did the story work for me? Yo, it was a story, dude. I sure never was. debated that. He was. Like I say, multiple times it was a beginning, and there was a middle and an end. And he went from Hong Kong to San Fran to Hong Kong. This guy's got money. Yeah, I know, right? Just hopping on international flights like it's nothing. 
Yeah. Uh, but did the story work? Is the question. <laughs> uh, is this the same story they used in Lethal Weapon Four? Because it kind of feels like one of those type of movies. You've probably seen like twenty movies with the same exact story. I know. Yeah. But at least this story had a win- window washer death. We didn't talk about. That was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> The but ro- you bring it up in your in your final score. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, someone gets thrown off of like a wind washer thing. It was a window washer. It was great. Where he runs up the fucking cement truck, kicks a dude off a motorcycle. I mean, it's some pretty neat shit. He takes down a helicopter with like five shots from an Uzi. He sure does. Yeah. That's cool. It was all very believable. No, <laughs> no but seriously. <laughs> I mean, no, the story worked as a story, I guess, but it didn't work for me. Little little pieces here and there were entertaining, but no. So let's go to score. Hmm. Not as harsh as scientist. I gave it points. <laughs> points multiple. Yeah. Two, to be exact. <laughs> Two points. I don't know. It's up in the air. No, 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 let's give it three. Let's give it three. Because it did have some funny, stupid shit in it that wasn't meant to be funny or stupid. But but you enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah. Kicking guns in the air and catching them every time. That was fun. The window washer. The Maybe if he here. did it once, it would be fun. But he did it. I think that last one where it took a while was like a little nod. Like, see, that's fucking dumb, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they knew how bad it was, but yeah. I'll give it three. All right. Three it is. So let's kick it over to the man of the hour. The man Ooh. who picked this beautiful gem. Ooh, pulled it right out me. of a fucking rock or something. Scotchy. That's me. What's up? Would you ever play this shit? <laughs> Did the story work a little bit? What score will this actually hit would i play this shit um no i don't think i would it it's really weird how the game was i i for lack of a better word arcadey like it very much had an arcade fight and feel to it and then the story was yeah yeah like a beat-em-up style like a more of a beat-em-up but then like the tone of everything of the story was so serious like they didn't have it didn't. It felt like the story and the game were two completely different things. There was no meshing of them at all. I'll give you that. So, would I play? Did the story? So, did the story work for me? I mean, not the story. If you take it completely separate from the gameplay and look at it, it's like a. It's just conventions after convention after convention. It, there's nothing original or new in the story to this. It's always an undercover cop who's kind of a dick, and then, you know the mob is involved and the cop ends up being the good guy who's still a cop at the end somehow. Yeah. It's it's nothing we haven't seen before. So did the story work for me? Yeah, man, it worked the first 70 times I saw it. <laughs> so it's tired now. Uh, what score would I give it? I thought about this really hard and I am going to give it a two. Mm. And the reason I'm giving it a two is because I think it's right there with the... Th- exact same criticisms we had for Homefront and Mirror's Edge, which I also gave twos, which were 
the story felt like an afterthought. Like it felt like just something that was filled with contrivances to move things along. Yeah, just to show off their motion capture suit <laughs> that they used. Yeah, it felt like they never wrote really a story. They just motion captured Jet Li and like, we'll build it around this. This yeah, is fine. We'll yeah. figure it out. We got the fighting part, and that's all we need. But on for plotty time, because this is a story podcast. Yeah, you tell them, dude. So I'm giving it a two, which gives us a total score of a five. Way too many. I well, know. I got to tell you, that is the lowest score of the year. I believe mm-hmm. it. I think it should be Barely lower. lower, probably. Was it uh, close home, to? Homefront and Freedom Fighters both have sevens overall. Yeah, Mirror's Edge right. has an eight. All right. Mirror's Edge got slammed in that one. That's- yeah, it's more love than... That's because scientists hated this one so much. <laughs> and, by the way, because of the scores we picked, it was one point more than The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man had four. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is one of our all-time lows. Like, this is top five bottom right here. Yeah, I'm saying it is slightly better than The Quiet Man. I don't know what I gave that. You guys, that's going to knock Hayes out of the bottom five. Remember oh, Hayes? Yeah, it was much better than this one. He's at a 14. Yeah, we destroyed. Yeah. That was at bottom five. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Absolutely. So uh, anybody have anything else they want to say about this wonderful game? You should rot in hell for choosing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, great. Great. Good, <laughs> then, good solid feedback. <laughs> and uh, that's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is... Dr. Scientist Classic Wrestling Finisher Lock of the Week. Ding, 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 ding. He's a minute. Southern Dandy. Off the top rope. Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed wrestling finisher, and he's never disappointed us. I don't think he even could if he tried. No. So this week, Maybe Dr. Scientist, <laughs> what do you got for us? We got a, a submission hold from another one of the scientists' favorite wrestlers of the past. The mm-hmm. Iron Sheik. What did he do? Camel Clutch. Yeah. <laughs> Andre the Giant. No, it's not. It's neither of those. It is Bret Hart and the Sharpshooter. Oh, that was oh. like the twisted up figure four, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's a long explanation. I don't even know if I want to read it because it's kind of complicated. Well, ballpark it. Ball, uh, ballpark. All, right, all right. The hole begins with the opponent supine, which means on their back. For people mm-hmm. like Papa Scotch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other wrestler steps between the opponent's legs mm-hmm. with their own left leg and wraps the opponent's legs at shin level around that leg. Got it. If you know if you know the move, you know exactly what he's doing. When he's I'm picturing his. it. I thought it was his right leg. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're mirroring it. Yeah. Then the person who applied it crosses the opponent's legs with his own right leg and has to cross the opponent's right leg over the opponent's left leg and left leg over the right, holding the op- opponent's legs in place. Then grabs the legs that they crossed over and steps over the opponent, flipping them onto their prone position. You lost me with the left over right and right over left. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it now. So the opponent starts on their back. Got mm-hmm. it. You flip over them, and by the time you have them in the lock, they are face down. Yes, you got that part, but their legs are all twisted up and kind of. Okay. I'm sure it hurts like hell. Um, I'm, I'm probably it looks like it does. Yeah, because then they sit on your back and pull back on your legs. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a video of the. Best. Yeah, yeah. You know how. It when you see it done, oh, yeah. you'll you'll realize exactly that the description is just being wordy. But that was from Pro Wrestling Wiki, by the Man, way. Man, that looks 
that looks like just torn ACLs left. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's got to feel good on your back, too. ACL, MCLs, they're all gone. They all left. But there it is. All right. The sharpshooter. Bret Hart's sharpshooter. Check out uh, our YouTube stream. You'll see a compilation of it that goes on for an entire four minutes, baby. (laughs) Nice. Right. So that's going to take us into our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slaps. Would you rather? A or B? Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah. So that happened. And uh, (laughs) this week I gave you a little break. I I didn't pick a super gross one like tasting your own poop (laughs) on either end. The fans love that one. They sure did. They sent us so many letters. (laughs) So this week. Dan isn't even out yet. <laughs> Sir Chompslap, would you rather live in a real life version of The Walking Dead or Jurassic Park? Really? It really? Is this hard for you? You'd say Jurassic Park. I know you would. Well, yeah. One has zombies running all around, and one has an island with dinosaurs on it. I know, but there's nobody else. It's just zombies. I and mean, when you're in the thick of it, you know, you're just dealing with the situation in front of you in Jurassic Park. You're not thinking. Jurassic Park. Oh, if I leave this island. Yeah, only happened in, on an island. But I always wanted to see a, a zombie apocalypse where people, everyone's dead. And I could just like loot houses and stuff. That'd be fun. No? It's true. I think it would. <laughs> right? So that's, what that's I'm saying. Why do you think all this post-apocalyptic entertainment exists? People are like, that'd be so sweet. It would be. Uh... But I'd love to see dinosaurs, dude. <laughs> not many people have. Very few, even. We'll go with Jurassic Park. Fuck. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing a big opportunity here with the zombie apocalypse, though. I mean, that's mostly just free-range murder. Well, but you could do that on Jurassic Park. Who's going to see it, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't like the other people well, in The pl- Walking Dead. Everyone's an asshole. And plus, uh, when you die in Jurassic Park, you get eaten and you're just dead. When you die in... You become a zombie, and who knows if you know all that stuff that's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe being a zombie is cool. I doubt it. Maybe it's like euphoria. Ignorance is bliss, right? It's like a a lifelong orgasm. Yeah, you never know. They're probably starving, though, because they always seem to be starving. Yeah. So is that the answer? You're going with with Jurassic Park? I'm going with Jurassic Park, because I would love to see some dinosaurs. I don't give a shit if I get killed. Okay. It'd be fun. All right, so at least you get to see dinosaurs and maybe ride one. I don't know. If they're, if all hell breaks loose, you better believe I'm trying to ride one. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually you just get bored, right? And you just be like, I'm going to see if I can ride that one. It looks really fast. Yeah. <laughs> you just jump on a velociraptor and break its back. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Chump Slap riding along the plains on a velociraptor? <laughs> I want to see that fanfic. <laughs> well... If you happen to already have that written, where would they send that email to you, Sir Chompslap? I send that to plottytime at gmail.com. 100% guaranteed response rate from this guy. You fucking better believe it, dude. And let's say they want to get to us faster on the socials where we're very much slower at responding to people. Where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At plottytime on Instagram and Twitter, and I didn't have time to look for another junk app, so try Tinder, I guess. There you go, Tinder. Sure, we're on there. Yeah. (laughs) Go look for us. So uh, you can also head over to YouTube. You can like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Like and subscribe everywhere. We really appreciate it. Yeah. 
And uh, if you want to pick up a shirt, support the podcast, head on over to eBay, search for Plotty Time, you'll find us. Or, you know, look in the Instagram or Twitter. The links are in there. It'll be great. For sure. Check out that sweet pullover hoodie. Dude. <laughs> Don't get me started. Dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wait. We uh, Go to Twitter and make a poll. <laughs> which is better. Yes, it, while you're about to leave, we're, internally we've been having a fight over what's better, zip-up hoodies or pullover hoodies, with the answer obviously being zip-up hoodies. Sometimes I hate you. I, I just, <laughs> after picking this game and then saying that out loud that I could hear it. <laughs> the text angered you enough, to, but now yeah, that you heard it. Yeah, now that, I, now that you actually said it out loud. So when you saw the text, were you like, he can't actually believe that? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I thought you were just being... Yeah, I actually thought he was joking. <laughs> Contrary. Either way, pick up your pullover hoodie or your far superior zip-up hoodie <laughs> or both and try them both yourself at our store. It'd be great. Pick them up both. All that right. does it for us. So get out there, play some games. Don't trust Dr. Scientist. He's wrong about pullover hoodies. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>